seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is CapChat. Happy Happy Wednesday, everyone. We are excited to uh, to be here. We are continuing our uh, our our theme here. Waiting on Tyler to get on. I miss Tyler, but we're continuing our theme. And we're we're starting. We've been going through the. Um, each week and talking about different divisions. And this week we will be talking about division three from a player standpoint. Um, and so we'll be joined here shortly by Charlotte from Lawrence university from lacrosse, Wisconsin. We got friends in lacrosse. So, um, but we will be, um, exploring that. So we're heading to this kind of a new, going through Division Three, Division Two, and AI JUCO, each from a player perspective and what that and what that looks like and and get their perspective on it. So we're gonna we're gonna have uh, Charlotte join here uh, join here very shortly. Um, and uh, as always I'm gonna be joined by my my friend, my colleague, my uh, my, my my mentor in, in wearing Kyla <laughs> Thompson. How are you man? I'm good, buddy. Long time no talk. Oh man, I know. I was thinking about that, and uh, it's been yeah, it's been like, I think like six years since you've been on the show with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm much older now. I felt older because I'm trying to get on the show, and you're texting me, and I'm like, "Where is my app? Like, how old? Am I? I, <laughs> I gotta, like, I gotta get my glasses on. <laughs> oh my god! Like, po- like I know Podbean app. Like, oh, it's easy to find. No, wait, where is it? And I'm not that guy <laughs> that relegates himself to like going through the search button, you know, and like typing in the app. No, like I know it's there. You're not helping yeah. me search. I'm not that old not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm meeting a uh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm meeting a fruit by a foot like a child. <laughs> yeah, I love hey, fruit by my, the foot. Yeah, my my kid came home the other day with Starburst fruit by the foot, and I didn't know this thing existed. No, oh. are you a chocolate guy or more like a sweet, like like a Starburst guy? Um, if I had to choose, I would probably choose the the Starburst of those two. Yeah, me too. I, I love it. I, if I lo- no, love nerds, remember like when you're a kid? Oh yeah, you could only get those big boxes of nerds at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they'd be gone in like two seconds. I'd just, I'd, I'd almost be drinking nerds. <laughs> Gi- giant nerds are my new obsession. Uh, yeah. Have you had a nerd rope? Oh, yeah. Those are yeah. delicious. <laughs> uh, Dairy Queen had, I think, back, uh, I haven't had one for a while. It was a nerd's blizzard. <laughs> that just sounds like too much sugar for me. <laughs> I, well, I haven't had it forever because I'll, I'll I'll crash because I'll go to like a sugar high and then you know like ten minutes later I go down. So right, right. <laughs> I got my uh, second COVID vaccine. I'm COVID free. Knocked me out right. for about twenty two hours. I, I uh, woke wow. up today around two. Um, it oh, was welcome. it knocked me out, man. But it's good. I'm COVID free now. I think. Yeah, protected. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy. I'm ha- yes. I'm happy about that and. It didn't, it didn't knock me down. It, it it really I I I felt nothing. I and I had two shots. I wasn't like the one and done. I had two shots. I felt nothing either time. Really? Did, did you, at least your arm hurt? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. I felt that makes the normal me feel shot pain. Yeah, but that was mm. it. the the first one knocked me out too though. I, I it was 
I was not looking forward to my second shot. I just had I had to get through it, but man, it is. I didn't even get a lollipop. You know, I, I, I the rumors that I've heard. Um, trust me, if you want to trust me, people, uh, is that like extra extra water intake. Oh, uh, before shot. Before the shot. Yep. So, like, if you're if you're hydrated, almost like overly hydrated, that that really helps the body adjust to it, and so you don't <laughs> get a sick. Yeah, and for hmm. people I've talked to, it's actually worked. The more, the more you know with Tyler Tomlinson. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> a, a Tyler's Trends teaser right there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I got a, I got a question for you. This was brought up. I'm asking for for a friend, but can guys wear tights to train? You know, when they do the tights with the shorts over top and socks, is is that acceptable for guys to wear? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I assume you don't do that. No, no, never. Mm. I would not. And why not? not. Is it... mm, just not my thing. I'll just want to wear shorts. Do you, do you? Well, what about if it's cold? So if it's cold, you just, you just wear training pants. Well, first of all, Josh, you and I come from um, a different era <laughs> where you could not wear tights underneath your shorts to play games, even if it was the same color. I know. Everyone, ha- you remember those rules? Everyone yes, that was so silly. Shorts, I mean, you could pull your socks pull- up as far as you wanted to. <laughs> But that that was it. You know, we didn't have the the luxuries of these uh, compression pants and tights and all this stuff you can wear now. Basically, kids can run around in like straight up Under Armour and just put their uniform over it. Well, see, I wore always wear goalkeeper pants if it get cold, so I had that little. Oh, true. You had the luxury. Yeah, yeah. But I was back there standing. At least you guys were moving. I never warmed up completely. That's true. Well, That's true. I think I liked it. I, I actually I wore them tonight to train with the shorts over. I felt pretty young again though. I felt like I moved faster. <laughs> my, I, my, I had my fast uh, tights on tonight <laughs> that was it yes there are a lot of jokes that i'm just gonna yeah i know gonna we're gonna you. ask we're, we're, we're I, i'm making we gotta ask charlotte when she gets on if if uh if it's acceptable for if the, if the guys were tight so um i gotta make it <laughs> all right well we uh long awaited we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit into uh we're gonna we're gonna go into uh, to Tyler's trends. As a one-man wolf pack, and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's trends. Ruthie, <laughs> she missed you. She did miss me. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's mm-hmm. good to be back. Um, sorry that we talked to everyone about candy and tights. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit about some soccer stuff now and, and, and what we do best in the recruitment process. Um, and this is one we, we haven't talked about too often. Um, and that, that is uh, how early in the process can we talk about money? You know, um, and, okay. and I think that some, you know, right now, um, and this probably could be happening quite frequently in a lot of divisions uh, as far as like transfers go. But, you know, for the late bloomers and things like that, um, when is the right time? Uh, and I think there is a right time, but the, the question would be how early can it be? So you have to know where you are in your process. Um, and I think that's the first question to answer. Where am I in my process? Am I in my discovery phase? Like, am I just talking to schools and learning more about the schools, things like that? you know, you probably don't have to ask about money at that point, right? Because there's going to be other factors that probably would differentiate schools from another school to where you would like it better. Um, 
but I think if, if you have your schools narrowed down, you could get to a point pretty early where you can, you can ask one of two questions, I would say. Um, one question would be, what's the average scholarship there for a player? You know, on average, what's a player going to pay? I think that's always a good question. Um, and you can ask that pretty early on, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe not right out of the gate, first, first introduction phone call, but maybe. Uh, but definitely the next one, you know, definitely the next one. So one of those first two. Uh, but I would say after that, when can I ask about what you'll offer me? Right. And the, the big key there is, has the coach been able to evaluate you? Right. I think and it's it moves pretty quickly for a lot of coaches because they have to make those money decisions quickly. Um so there's, once again, there's two ways that we evaluate now, Josh, thanks to COVID. One of them is, is over video. Mm-hmm. So if you're comfortable, you're, if you're that comfortable with your highlight video and what you put forward, you can ask after that, where do you think I'll fall scholarship wise? Otherwise, if you're not comfortable with that, uh, I would wait until, you know, they've seen you play. Right. And then after once again, another evaluation period, I think in the next conversation, that would be an okay time to ask. So, so those de- are the definitely kind of not that we're first, dealing with right now. Definitely not the first conversation though. Right. So if you come in and say, you know, Hey, coach Tomlinson, you, you get chance to watch me play. How much are you going to pay me? Uh, that's probably a little to mean, that's a, that's a tough conversation to have. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if your intentions are right. If that's what you're leading with. Right. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little story too. Um, you know, uh, there was a, there was a player I recruited, um, you know, and, and it was down to me and our school and another school. Um, and the, the re the main reason the student told me the main reason they chose the other school and not me was, was because of money. Okay. They, they offered her more. And I'm okay with that. I'm a, you know, I get turned down every day. I'm a big boy. <clears throat> and so that was fine. So later on in life, Josh, uh, she, she wasn't happy at, at that school, you know? So the, the transfer opportunity came back around and, <clears throat> you know, it was, uh, well, yeah, we're, we're interested in Culver again. Uh, well, we are interested in these other schools. Um, you know, and then the, the club coach got involved and, and the club coach said, you know, I, I I know she'll make the right choice because this time around and not this time around. I know she'll make the right choice because we we preach at our club, pick the school for the right reasons, not for money. Right. And then the, and then the, and in the same sense, that's, but, you know, I, I, I don't that's a hard thing to do because, I mean, mo- it, money is important at some level. Right. I mean, of course. And that's I why mean, I was completely OK. So here's the deal. I was completely OK with her choosing another school because of money i think that's that's okay but then if you're look if you're not happy at that school right and so you're back on the trail again looking for a new school and your focus for yourself and your health is to be happy do you just go to the next highest bidder bidder again right or do you go to the school that's going to make you the most happy you know? Yeah. And so I, I said, yeah, I'm glad that you preach at your club not to choose it for money, but the, the kid just chose it, the school for money and now they're not happy. And now, and in the same breath, uh, this is the other part, the coach says, you know, uh, well, she, you know, she's looking for this amount of scholarship. 
Okay. Yeah. Are you okay? So, so. Are you okay with them telling you that? Like, do you ever ask that question when you talk about money? Is like, do you, you know, hey, what what's your budget? Is- uh, I typically don't ask that. I mean, I would eventually be able to see that with like a FAFSA. I'd be able to see their budget, um, but I'm okay with if they ask if they tell me what they can afford. Yeah, because I'll I'll tell a kid straight up you can't you can't afford this school then you know. Yeah. Or, no, or with with that budget, you might want to look at a junior college route. I'm okay saying that, you know, just to to help yourself financially. Yeah. So that's it, it's a tough. That's a great. I mean, that's a that's a two hour show in itself of, ch- of chatting about finances. So, um, and so the trend you think is the trend yeah, that's happening right. now for a lot of kids is that they've seen you play. Mm-hmm. You can ask about money right now. Right. Because if there's some 2021 still left out there, you most likely have been evaluated. You can ask right away with scholarship, you know, like, yeah. let's get let's get it. Let's get it going on your side. Um, or if you want if you want the process to move quick, you know, and you've, you're sending video out, ask the coach if they've had time to evaluate. You know, how do you think I'll fit in scholarship wise with with your team? I think that's an OK question. It depends on how quickly you want to move it, though. True. And and how much of this though, and you know, I know we're on division three tonight, so this will, you know, I'll be interested to get Charlotte's uh, outtake on this, but how much of it, uh, grades are a lot. I mean, so are there a lot of times someone says, Hey, what do you think the scholarship's going to look like? And it's going to, it's kind of based on if you hit these academic benchmarks, you're going to be able to get this. But if mm-hmm. you don't hit these academic benchmarks, like mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, academics play a lot into that though. Right. Yeah, especially yeah, especially with what we're we'll talk about tonight with Division Three. Um, <clears throat> most schools have tiers mm-hmm. that yeah, if you can reach this tier, it will change your academic merit that you'll that you'll get. Yeah, and even and even some schools right now, it's 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 interesting because they've ditched still ACT and SAT requirements, yeah. which could actually help a kid move up to another tier. You know, if the yeah. ACT or SAT is high enough, but I know a lot of families that are like, eh, we'll just save our 200 bucks and just not take it. And we know there's plenty of schools that will still take our kid. Yeah. Hmm. Also That's a good one, man. That's, um, y- you know, I, I mean, wait, I can, man, I could talk hours about, uh, about that, but let, let's, let's bring, uh, we're, we're going to bring Charlotte on here. I, I, I'll tell you, I struggled. So, Charlotte is a current player at Division Three Lawrence University. That's our our, our good friend Joe Sager. She's a sophomore, mm-hmm. and I struggled to find a good um, theme song. But I, I, this is I'm not a oh. country fan, but hmm, I am. We're gonna we're gonna see. Uh, Ain't nothing like a girl from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, how are you? Hopefully, we got the unmutedness going on here. Yep, I heard her. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how do you like your theme song? Well, it was on point for sure. <laughs> do you know well, that song? You have to know that song being from Wisconsin, right? I can't say that I do. I'm sorry. I didn't know it either. Yeah, I didn't know it. Yeah. It, it was, there weren't very many great Wisconsin songs. Okay, I'll write one. And then- yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, hey, well, so welcome. Thanks for joining us. I, I, I want to start by, by getting back on the tights question. Can, can guys, is it acceptable for guys to wear tights when they train? Oh, for sure. It's cold. 
Um, <laughs> She's from Wisconsin. Yeah, that's true. Personally, yeah. I mean, I'm from Wisconsin, so I don't get cold. But, <laughs> but they do. So. Good. See, see, I'm hip, Tyler. This is what it's like. Yeah, I'm. Oh, you are. You're way hip. <laughs> so lacrosse. I've been. I've been to lacrosse actually twice in my life. Um, we, I know you're not, we have a rush club there. So, and, and I've been there oh. and, and, um, last time I was in, I can't remember the, the place we went to, but I had uh deep fried cheese bacon curds. Oh, oh. I've never yeah. heard of those. <laughs> they were fantastic. Um, and I think I just clogged my arteries th- thinking about it again, but, um, yeah, I had to have it when I was in Wisconsin. Wisconsin people are super nice. So yeah, it's really pretty. My sister actually played for Rush. She's just actually going through the process. She just finished up the process of picking a college. She's also coming here. So that's I heard of that. Yeah. Now, what, she played for Wisconsin Rush, correct? She did, both in lacrosse and in Madison. Oh, good. Okay. Okay, very cool. So let's. So you talk about the recruitment process, and you're currently a, a sophomore in, in some kind of weird, um, weird year. So t- tell me about that recruitment process uh, and what brought you to D3. Oh, for sure. So I guess my coach and I kind of joke about it sometimes how I kind of recruited myself a little bit. I sent uh, that first email out because I knew that Lawrence is somewhere that I was looking. I sent out to a couple other schools to all D3. I knew that that was definitely the division that I wanted to play at. I was really looking for, definitely looking for that balance, that kind of really rounded college experience to play, but also to really get a strong education, to be able to study abroad, to do all the things. And D3 was really what that was for me. You were and and you were the biology and English student of the year? In high school, yes. What, what, what does that mean? I mean, for someone who doesn't speak very good English like myself, what does that mean that you're the biology student, English student of the year? Um. I could write you a really well-articulated lab report. Um, <laughs> and I do but, that now. I do that now. I'm a biology major here at Lawrence, so get to apply both of those for sure. And, and so you, you, you mentioned that you, know, you knew Division three was for you. So I'm assuming if you were a biology and English student of the year, you are a high academic student in high school. Yes, definitely tried to keep that a priority both in high school and here as well. So when you, when you get there, so, so if you can, I want to talk about the balance of, of academics and athletics there at Lawrence. So um, how do you guys, how do you balance that? What's that, what's that kind of look like for you? I think that for us, especially on this team, something that's really special is that we've really cultured an academic setting within our team. And that's really nice. Um, we have a lot of, we have set practices and we know those really far in advance. And it's really nice to have that schedule. Um, so we can, you know exactly when you need to be at practice, when you need to be at lift and when you have class and you know that you need to make the most of whatever time that you have in between those. And it's also really nice to be like on this team. We have a really good culture. We'll like get together and we'll do that in that time. And so working through that balance has really been pretty seamless coming in on this, um, in this culture that we have. And I think that that's really unique or really special to D3 athletics. 
I think that everyone here is really looking for that balance to make sure that that academics are very, very important. In, in what we're in, doing. In, in, Sorry, I've, I've talked to Joe. I mean, we've talked to Joe numerous times on on different cap chats and things like that. And that's one of the things he's, he, he mentioned that everyone, everyone on the team is kind of on board with the high academics. You know, there's there's no I don't, there's no uh, study shaming. No, there's none like, hey, way to study nerd, because everyone is studying. You know, it, it, is that true? Like you guys are traveling when you, and you're studying when you travel. It's is it pretty safe to say that everyone on the team is 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 high academic priority yes for sure and that's yes it's definitely like i've been on the bus and i've gone up on the bus and i've asked my teammates like i know you took this class before like do you do you still have your notes can you look through my paper can you look over this report for me are you familiar with this professor and so it's really nice to be able to like to be able to be in that setting where we can definitely like reach out to anybody on the team who's taken a class before, had a professor before, and everyone's going to be very encouraging of making sure that not only are we succeeding on the field, but that we're really, really like reaching high on our academic um, standards and um, goals. And so being a biology major, what what's your end goal um, with your academics? Right. So Lawrence is not the end for me. Um, after Lawrence, I'm definitely looking to go to grad school, um, looking to pursue some genetics after this. But I think Lawrence has been a really strong stepping point for me. Awesome, Charlotte. So a question that I that sometimes we ask our recruits um, is, is what – what did maybe your school or your coach do that you liked in the process of the recruitment that maybe another school or coach didn't do? Right. Okay. I'm going to say um, something that Joe did really well throughout my recruitment process, throughout my sister's recruitment process and other processes of like our incoming freshmen that we've had so far is he, we really emphasize the family aspect of our team like I remember coming on my visit and I met the whole team and we just, they just kind of all sat down and got to know me and kind of talked like we were already on the team. Mm. And it was just a very nice, I think that the way that like, that he searches to that he and the team as a whole kind of search to really like incorporate you and show you this is what it's like to be on our team here to have this, D3 experience to go to school here. I don't really, I almost want to say like an immersive recruitment process. Good word. It's very helpful. Yeah. Hey, that's the English student of the year right there. It's just coming out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when did you commit to Lawrence? Uh, April 28th. Oh, wow. So, so late, late, late in the process? Yes, yes. Joe was, he was pushing me. He was like, hey. When did you, did you know from, from early on? So I want to kind of go back to that recruitment part. Did you know early on that you wanted to play in college or were you kind of on the fence? Or, you yes. know, what was your thought process there? Yes, I always wanted to play in college. And that was part of me. Like when I looked at schools that I wanted to apply to, that was, that factored into where I wanted to apply. I definitely, 
applied to schools where I felt like I could play and kind of balance all of that. However, I did not want to go to Lawrence. In fact, I like adamantly did not want to go to Lawrence at the beginning <laughs> of my recruitment process. <laughs> I just, I applied well, because, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I applied because I had been coming up here for years, actually through jazz band in high school. And so I'd had some experience like being on campus and participating in the musical events. And so I decided that I was just going to apply, you know, because I was, I was familiar with it. I kind of knew what was over there. And, but I really was not interested in coming here before. I, so safe to, safe to say that the, the coach was, was, you know, Joe was, was essential in this process. If Joe was at a different school, you probably, you may have ended up where Joe was at. I think so. Yeah. And, sure. and I said, cause I think that's fairly normal. Even with Tyler, you know, and that's, I think that's why, you know, we're fr I'm friends with Joe and, and, and as well is, is, you know, Tyler's in that same world up there. Don't you think Tyler, that, that many of the students are going to Culver or even to, you know, to Lawrence because of the coach there is Tyler. Do you think that's a, a, a an accurate <laughs> statement? No, that, I don't know. That would, I, that, I would be uh I don't want to sound cocky, you know. I, I, I hope that that's part of the process. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, one of the biggest compliments that, you know, I've gotten I'm, and I've had it from a few players mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, if 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 a player told me, you know, if you were the, – they chose another school and they're like, if you were the coach at that school that I'm going to, then I'd have everything I wanted in the school. <laughs> that's a good compliment. And, so, and I took it. I was like, oh, I appreciate that and wish you the best of luck, you know, but I coach here. Yeah. So, Charlotte, is that the same reason your your sister kind of chose that too? I mean, so you, you're coming into this environment, Division three, high academics, but you guys you guys compete. So, talk talk about the level uh, of going from high school to Division three and the jump that was. It was. It's exponentially different. It's. God, she's so smart. It's in the. It's in the it's in the play and it's in I think the mindset is I think what really showed me how different it was. I think in high school, at least the high school that I played at, it was very much playing for fun and playing for enjoyment, which is a great mm -hmm. atmosphere. It's great to have that, especially at a high school level. But then coming forward onto a team where we were coming off of a rough season, we were building, we were growing, we knew we had a direction and we knew what we, we know what we have to do in order to get somewhere where we can be, you know, consistently successful and really becoming a team that people are watching out for. I think that really driven mindset was a huge difference. And I think that that it elevated my physicality, it elevated my understanding of the game everything, every aspect of playing was just elevated. And I think that it really stems from just that really driven mindset that just, it's, I think that that's just the main difference between the levels for me. And so if you can give advice and you have the opportunity with your younger sister coming in, but if you can give advice to recruits, you know, what, well, actually this is, what, what do you tell your sister? How do you tell your sister to prepare for division three soccer in that next level? Uh, do the summer workouts. Yeah. <laughs> really do. <laughs> How much of the summer workout, Charlotte, did you do going into it? Uh, going into my freshman year, 
Yeah. Not a whole lot. Um, I lucked out because I was coming into a niche that was just mine. I was coming into a position that they needed to fill. Um, I knew coming into my sophomore year that that was not going to be the case. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. COVID might have messed with it, but we had a strong recruiting class. We had other people playing my position. And so that kind of inner squad competitive atmosphere really drove me in. This past summer, I did every workout. And I that progress and that all of that improvement. So I I find that fairly normal though for freshmen coming in. They don't quite grasp the jump. You know, they they you send the summer workouts and you say you're like, oh coach is just being nice by sending me workouts. It's like, no, he's trying to save your life. Um <laughs> do the workout. And then sophomore year they kind of realize, okay, I'm gonna spend all summer staying fit uh and coming in ready to compete because it's it's a, it's a jump, you know, and I think that's the one that, you know, when we've talked to division three coaches in the past, that's, that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that, Oh, it's just division three soccer. No, it's, it's high level soccer. Um, anytime you jump up to college, the, the jump is huge. And, um, and that commitment level is, is the word, you know, is exponential. Um, look at me, the word of the day, <laughs> but you know, and, and that is a, such a, such a big misconception. Um, I think at any, any level, no matter where you're playing, um, moving up there to that. So back, back on academics, do you ever feel overwhelmed? Like, are there other moments throughout? Um, I mean, throughout your, 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 you know, when you're in season that you're like, wow, I got too much happening or is it, a, is it a pretty good balance? Um, I think that it comes and goes. There are definitely waves, especially being here. We're on a trimester system. Everything goes so fast. They're really, especially in season, there is no, there's no dead time. And so if you don't hold yourself accountable to really putting in that academic work, mm-hmm. you're like in your spaces between classes and between practice, then it can definitely build up. But if you really like adhere to, to that scheduling and to that discipline, it stays, it stays very manageable. This discipline's a word that you, you hear quite a bit. I'm in because you're right. It, it is if you stay disciplined in life, you're disciplined on the field, and everything else happens. And um, it, so you talk. I mean, there's a lot happening. Do you still get times for naps every once in a while? Um, <laughs> I did because we're lucky enough to start a whole month before classes do. So most of our season is even complete before classes start so i did take a lot of i took a lot of naps in august and early september (laughs) (laughs) after that me a good nap oh yeah gotta have a good nap yeah yeah definitely get yourself some starburst and that man (laughs) some some giant nerds yeah (laughs) well charlotte what 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 other advice do you give? So we talk about the preseason and, and what, what other advice can you give? You're going to be an upperclassman next year. What other advice will you give to freshmen as, as they're coming into division three outside of fitness and, you know, maybe about balance or, 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 you know, the hard work, what, what other, what other advice can you give? Um, I think it's really important for them to just remember to really enjoy the experience I think that a lot of things, I think that saying like, oh, you're going to have a lot of schoolwork. You're going to come in with 
needing to be fit. I think that that can, that can raise stress levels even in itself. I think that like understanding, like worrying about having all of these like elevated expectations, I think that can really, that can really um, start to grind on people. So I think that it's important to take a moment to like kind of just like reflect on like where you've been, how you've gotten here and to really allow yourself to enjoy it because it is a high level you're going to be putting in a lot of work. You're going to be exhausted sometimes, but like at the end of it, you're still like, you're still playing on the field. You're playing a game you love with people that you like, I hope. (laughs) I think that it's really important to remember that balance as well between putting in the work and the being uncomfortable and also really enjoying it. That's fantastic advice. Is 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 the enjoyment piece? Um, yeah, you, you you gotta love what you do. So um, we're gonna we're gonna slowly wrap up here. And and Charlotte from uh, Charlotte, I don't want to butcher your last name. So is it Limebarger? It is. Yep. Charlotte Limeberger Barger from uh, Lawrence University Division Three and from Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Talked to them talking about Division Three. Tyler, do you anything you you want to end up on here? Um, no, I thought Charlotte was fantastic, and I thought she was uh, a great advocate for what Division Three soccer can can be for a student athlete. Charlotte, we pre- Charlotte. Hey, can you end on one good Joe Sager story? <laughs> okay. On Friday, we had a terrible, awful conditioning day. Just kidding. It wasn't that bad. We all made it through, but. <laughs> We start walking off the field. We really thought we were done. Joe was like, all right, get water. Everyone's over there, like, drinking so much water. And all of a sudden, this man jumps up, and he starts sprinting off. And he yells, follow me! (laughs) And then we ran hills. (laughs) (laughs) More running. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, It was funny. It was funny maybe two days later. Yeah, now you can tell the story that is funny, so. (laughs) That's right. In the moment, in the moment. Well, we appreciate it. I'm a big fan of Joe, um, and so he's a, a, I I count him as as a really good friend, so I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Make sure you tell Joe we we said hello. Um, And uh, so, but this has been Cap Chat. Next week, we'll be diving into Division 2 from a player's perspective. So, Charlotte, thanks for joining us. Tyler, welcome back, man. I missed you. And uh, this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, has been Cap Chat. Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat. <laughs>